0: Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu/slash Smith School. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless,
1: unstoppable. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, introducing the greatest top ten show, the movie Mount Rushmore, featuring the one AJ, Anthony Jordan, the UK's favourite film critic, Nico Lero, the silver
2: screen dude! Oh, yeah.
1: Hey screeners, how are you
2: doing? It's myself, the one AJ. And me, Nico Lero. The one AJ? What does AJ stand for? normally the 1AJ. Did
1: I not say, hey, it's meet the 1AJ Anthony Jordan?
2: Nah. Do you know
1: why? Because I was just thinking.
2: Man's thinking grime. <laughs> <There> <laughs> He's all that, up in that grime.
1: There was that, because just prior to this, we were banging out a bit of grime out there. Shout out JME and Giggs with Man Don't Care About All That. That was the last track. But I'll tell you what it was. Bit of a shameless plug as well. Go. I'm like, no matter where you catch me, you hear the 1AJ Anthony Jordan. Short of this week where I said just the 1AJ. You've got this V squared or double V. I'm not too sure what I'm Double
2: V, it. the Viceroy of Verisimilitude. Yeah! Slap nuts, motherfucker.
1: So we, double we, V. We, we, we hear it all over the place on Silver Screen News every last Tuesday of the month on JTK Radio. It's just a just small plug. Um, just, I'll drop that. Yeah, but drop we don't hear
2: it. it here. Huh? I was
1: just wondering. We hear it one place, we don't hear it anywhere else. It just had my the mind. The Viceroy
2: changed. of Verisimilitude has his place on the Silver Screen News.
1: This is a bit of a Free Faces of Foley bullshit going on here.
2: It's a bit of a three faces of Foley bullshit, but verisimilitude in its essence is the appearance of being real. And we are giving the appearance of being a real news show. Therefore, I am the viceroy of said verisimilitude. Ergo, double V, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so he's down with a double V. At first he's like... No, I'm down with a double V. It sounds like double J. Slap
1: nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Bit of a wrestling tangent while we stick on this then. It was a bit like. Um, Fiend got fucked. Well, this, but I don't even want to get into that because that's just
2: Oldberg strikes again. But, oh, uh, <laughs> but um, Yo, so by the time this comes out, it's going to be Elimination Chamber weekend. Interesting. But I, don't, I actually don't think he's going to be. Yeah. One now, Shayna! One now, Shayna!
1: That's a fact. That's factual. That is factual.
2: Can you imagine if. Here's how they fuck Mania. So the Fiend's fucked. Shayna isn't the one facing Becky?
1: Oh, yeah, Liv the Fox, because... The
2: scenes! Because,
1: let's be honest,
2: yeah. Let, let, no matter
1: which way we do it, and as a wrestling fan and as members of the WWE Network, we will inevitably tune in. However, is there really money? And I'm not taking the piss or disrespecting any of these ladies because I love them to bits, as well as the guys. But will there be any money in Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch? No.
2: <laughs> Mate, Liv is money. That's all I'm Liv
1: saying. Liv is money, but not for this. Not for this. What I like is we have a small Riot Squad reunion. But anyway, going back to... Well, this, the Riot Squad's dead. It's dead, yes. Ruby, Sadly. R-
2: Ruby Ruby saw to that. Yeah,
1: she did indeed. But nice to see Sarah Logan coming back on TV as well.
2: Anyway. I like it. <laughs> Ru- Ruby's b- finally back. And now the other two ladies are getting some time again. It's like, well... Uh, it's yeah, <laughs> this is how it works. You had a year of her being away. Why didn't you just use them while she was away?
1: Thank <laughs> you, thank you. But do you know Hunter House Helmsley, as he's correctly known... First time um, Sean Michaels had that, it was like, ah, Triple H. <laughs> and it's the same, the same thing hit me. I had a Shawn Michaels moment. Visceral, Did like, Shawn yeah. name Triple H? So he was Hunter House Helmsley. Yeah, and yeah. That's how they played it. He was like straight away Nurse no, Triple H. And he always called him Triple H backstage. So then when you're going into the attitude era and he's going to become a degenerate, he can't be the blue blood of. Could you imagine? Hunter, her is telling you to suck it. It just doesn't work. So he's like, yeah, well, let's just call him Triple H. And that's why it was H-H-H. Eventually, which is very stupid, it became Triple H. You even play a fucking video game. You have to go down to T to find Triple H. The guy's name is Hunter, for fuck's sake.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> They've never really thought of that now, one.
2: That's a weird tangent you've just taken us on there. No,
1: I was just saying viscero. I had an HBK moment with it. I was like, no, it's not viscero for it's double V. Double V. And after I said that, I was like, hey, Sean's done the same thing.
2: Double V. You're not Shawn Michaels.
1: You're not Triple H.
2: <laughs> but we are best friends just like they are. Puff, so let's move you look on. like a black pepper pig, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's the white pocket of it. Is it? Are
1: we throwing shots? Anyway, are we throwing Wait. shots? <laughs> Do you know what this shows anyway? Well, we're just going to continue because this could go back and is forth. Is this what's forward. happening though? Are we throwing shots this week? We are just showing how the chemistry works in build-up to this. <laughs> in build-up to this. It could be getting along. It could be going against the grain and going <laughs> against each other. But there is that something that keeps it together. Mm. And it's a bond that the world loves. And let's be honest... People love to hear us get along, but people hate love it even more when we go to town on each other. Like, oh my god, you guys had so much comedy.
2: Yes, and this is what it. I'm saying. We're we doing <laughs> shots. Is it one of those weeks? Like, no, I'm no. down. <laughs> <laughs> Just let me know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah,
2: the so chemistry is there. That is one thing that the silver screen dudes I'd like to think are known for.
1: I I think so. I, do you know one thing? Someone asked me re- very recently was. Um, so do you guys write a script? I've like, been asked this. I've been asked. And I was like, very, it was, I mean, it's been asked before, but I was coming kind of, we're like, no, it's just, we're just given the top 10 and the rest flows. I'm like, really? I was like, isn't that a bit awkward? And it was more because we're doing radio. They're like, how do you guys do it? And I'm like, well, again, once again, if you'd like to hear it on K2K
2: radio, um, we're just well-informed. <laughs> yeah. And I mean that in the most humble way, but like when you know something really well and you you feel comfy talking about it and you've got someone else who's got that same level of interest and passion as you do, you just bounce off each other, don't you? Let,
1: let's go back to last week.
2: Hmm. And Karen.
1: I brought up the cable guy. Yes. You were honest enough to say, it's been a while, cut. remember. Yeah. We can take Star Wars and I'll be like, yeah, I've banged it all out, but because of my banging it all out, I'm shady in some areas. Hmm. We're honest where we have to be, yes, and we spit the shit where we have to, like, and that's what makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. And
3: yeah,
2: long may it rain. Long may it rain. So, I guess that's the way to link it to this week's episode because we are doing the top ten on-screen chemistries now. People are like, "Hang on, didn't you do couples recently?" It's like, "Yes, but this is not the same thing."
1: people answering the same thing and then they were like, does that mean they're couples in real life? And I'm like, nope. I am
2: not going into that cheese fest. And by the time... It can be. Released,
1: it can be, but then by the time the film's released, they're divorced or hitched. And
2: I've got one where the reason I'm bringing them ha- up is because they were a couple. You
1: can. Um, I'm not, I'm not but, and it to. worked,
2: but they're quite low down. But it was, the chemis- it was the chemistry on the screen that made it. It was yeah. like what happened off screen. This is... The way I've gone about this is that I've defined it as two actors, no more than two. I'm keeping it as two, who have either in some cases multiple times shared the screen together and every fucking time it's just gold, it's money. Sometimes it's just the one time they've been together and the chemistry is of such power that it just resonates through history.
1: Yeah, I'm down with that as well. I was very much with that. Um, When we had to rectify whether it was two or more because there was stuff like the Harry Potter trio that came into my
2: mind. Yeah, but Daniel Radcliffe has got about as much chemistry with those two as uh, Turnip does with the Pteranodon.
1: <sighs> Everyone's in touch their opinion, So we'll move on. And I also had the Ghostbusters in my mind. I'm just going to put that yeah, out. There yeah, well. yeah. That was another one that kind of rung in my head. Turnip, Pteranodon, that was quite good. Fuck you. I, I, I'm just going with it. I mean, there's, there's hey, some
2: verisimilitude for you. There,
1: there was, but who's to say Turnip's right around at the same time as Pteranodon? Me. I don't know what's right. She's taken the facilitude a bit too far now, but we'll go with it.
2: <laughs> but it's just yeah, veris, mate, veris, okay, veritas. Yes, go for it.
1: I'm not gonna lie; I had
2: to research it when
1: I first heard the name. It's like the, the one well, I was like the what? Verisimilitude. Is that coming in? Excuse me. What part? <laughs> Double V. <laughs> That's the one. V one. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I, <laughs> I nearly went with that and I nearly gave V1! You, you are, you know, with the black Paper pig, but I thought, like, you, you are V2 as opposed to V1. Because it says I'm not going to insult the dude. Like, let's, let's just
2: roll. You've seen Jeff's coming back this week on Backstage. So, do you know what's interesting? Matt's gone. As we are speaking,
1: as we are speaking, we have one of two things uh-huh. Matthew More Hardy, my favorite Hardy, may I say no less? No offense to You're Jeff. You're wrong, that's fine. I just like the diversity in what he delivers. In terms of a storyteller, Matt gives a lot more. In terms of an in-ring blow-up. Matt can't Jeff, touch Jeff. Jeff is that visual beauty. In terms of the art of wrestling, Matt wins, hands down. It's just, you think? Yeah. The art of wrestling and storytelling, Matt is a better storyteller. Even down to the fact that I shouldn't... I mean, we are so wrestling today. I so wrestling. But um, even when it came to TLC planning, Jeff would be around just walking around. Matt is, is saying, these are the spots that Jeff could do. Like he had that trust, you know, th- there was a brotherly trust to so see, like, okay, look, like, don't you know, f- f- kill my brother, but yeah, you can spear him off the ring and it will work, you know. Oh, that's that spear. Oh, legendary. Legendary. That spear. But yes, as of today, as of today's recording, Matthew Moore's Hardy's contract with WWE is up. Now, there are mm. many talks that he will be heading all elite. Yeah. There are also some posts from Matt that seem to incline that, but there are also others that have him in a you wheelchair. you would have to
2: be one of the top guys at All Elite. Eh, you
1: would like to think so. I think it's that. But there were also pictures of him still in a wheelchair saying that he's rehabbing. And I do wonder, does it mean that he has been broken
2: again? You know? Oh, we're getting delete back.
1: This is the way. Is he, is he coming to try and... Fiend delete? deletion! I think The Fiend versus Matt Hart, uh, Woken Matt Hardy as a match that was missed by WWE if he's not coming back. Um, I think it would be interesting to see a Woken Matt Hardy, because essentially he has been broken again, coming back for Randy. Like You can see one way that Randy
2: may win against Edge, thinks he's got it all. The whole delete back. thing, that came from TNA, didn't it? Yeah. And it
1: blew up enough for WWE to express an interest in winning the Hardy boys back.
2: But yeah,
1: anyway back to movies
2: (laughs) and they had great chemistry too the Hardy boys (laughs) boom there you go it's (laughs) relevant Uh, 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 uh. we know what we're doing here we know what we're doing relevant
1: so what were we saying before that
2: well we were gonna talk about on screen chemistry I'm gonna have to take my phone off airplane mode just in case because I got shopping being delivered if that gets delivered we'll have to cut this episode short while I go and get it. So now that you know when we say in studio, it's very close to his house. <laughs> my saying. living room doubles up as the studio. and uh, what?
1: i just saying.
2: I'll but we ma- got, got new gear. made money up in this We beach. got
1: new gear. We got new gear.
2: Can you hear it? Is it clear? <clears throat> Do you smell
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You made me think of my WWE. Anyway, enough WWE wrestling. It's so it's hard happening. on the wrestling. It's not it's the so ministry hard. podcast. Not this week. Not for a while. No, no, not for a while. I keep thinking, should it? And then I'm thinking, should it have been for Rumble? And now I'm like, hey, Mania's coming. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Anyway. We've got to figure out a format for that. They're, they're, do you know, I we own the ideas. name. We are the owners of it on iTunes. Yeah. But it has two episodes.
1: Yeah. We will talk more off camera. Wrestling fans, stay tuned.
2: Mm. Non-wrestling fans, apologies. Big apologies. Because <laughs> I know listening to people talk wrestling, if you're not into it, oh, God.
1: But you know what? Pain. Whether wrestling, whether, f- whether films... We're still talking that fake shit. And I'm doing that to wind them up. Because everyone's like, why are they talking that fake shit? Because the Terminator is, is real. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. But then you're going into... You're, you're, you've taken a turn down Dark Alley here. Because you know you've got the kayfabe elite who are going to be like... It's
0: still real to me, god damn it!
2: Not that. It's like, oh, so you're saying they're just actors? The, be careful with the, the, that shit. Listen,
1: listen. Every superstar has had time with acting classes, be it The Rock, be it Hulk Hogan, be it Cena, because you need to learn how to sell. Acting is a very strong part of it. I'm not denying you are an athlete. Through and through, first and foremost, you are an athlete, but you have performance They are genetically superior. Yeah, if you cannot sell a move, you cannot sell the story. By ergo, there is no story, there is no interest in the match, there is no product.
2: Sorry. Voilà. Finally, should we do this top ten? Right.
1: <laughs> so you're off airplane mode, so...
2: I'm off airplane mode. Um, we're ready to rock and roll.
1: Yeah. So clear your
2: throat. <coughs> here's a throwback to last week. do 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 Ha! So, for those of you tuning in for the first time, here's how it goes. This is the movie Mount Rushmore Movie Fans. This is how we go down. I go first. I will deliver my bottom three. Then it's you, Mr. J. (laughs) That was good. That was fucking good. So you
1: think you're funny. So you think you're funny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I know it. (laughs) And then after I've done my bottom three, it's on to my next two. Then it's on to your next two. Then we trade one apiece. Then we've off our individual top tens. It's time for uh, Rushmore. rush <laughs> Played, played, and again,
1: guys, not rehearsed,
2: not right rehearsed, now. literally.
1: <laughs> Let me do it the proper way. So, the,
0: <laughs> that,
1: I thought that was really good. It was, no kudos, kudos. <laughs> this AJ endorsement, right there.
2: Thank you, sir. Shuck it, duck it, quack quack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. So for those of you tuning in for the first time, thank you so much for joining us. Please be sure to follow this amazing podcast, in our opinion amazing, I hope Mm -hmm. in yours too amazing, this amazing podcast, wherever podcasts can be heard. Stitcher, Spotify... Spreaker iTunes. We're everywhere. cost books available on iOS and Android and on your home entertainment systems. How does the movie Matt Rushmore work? AJ and I each get assigned a topic. Here we go our individual ways. We come back in studio and we deliver to you the silver screen news, our individual top tens. This week, I will go first, delivering my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his bottom three. I will deliver my next two. AJ will deliver his next two. Then we will trade one apiece. If at any time while we are running off our individual top tens, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Punt. And we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the high position. Once we have rounded off our individual top tens, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse movies, actors, pairings, couples, or whatever you want to call them. Four quintessential diverse must-see subjects of this genre, which this week is...
1: On-screen chemistry.
2: Yes, sir. Just like right here, the silver screen dudes. Yeah. So... Over to you
1: now. Da, 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 da. Just had to get some funny. Go. <laughs> See, no one knows what the fuck you're on about.
2: Shut the fuck up. You're just proving my point from last week. That's two in a row. Buck again. <sighs> my number 10, I'm bringing in. This is, this. these guys were a couple. Um, And I actually think they made what turned out to be a really fucking average at best and really bad at worst movie into something that was watchable because their chemistry was so good
1: are we talking brangelina we're not talking brangelina because it does kind of fall for mr and mrs smith that there was good chemistry to film there was through. very
2: good chemistry there but that's not anyway why I'm going. i, I am talking in andrew garfield and emma stone in the amazing spider-man 2 okay fair point I yeah. think their chemistry was superb. No, it was. It
1: was. It. it they really, were going it, out it, in real it, life. It was natural.
2: It was very natural what you saw there. And what I kind of like is that it, it wasn't like they started by going out, then by chance were drafted into this movie. It's like, no, no, they met on the set of Amazing Spider-Man 1, kind of went goo-goo for each other, started dating, and you could clearly see that in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Fair sure. like, is the movie good? No, but is their relationship good? Yes. So this is a spoiler now. So that when that moment where you get the, poof, the neck snap in the in the in the building, uh, you feel that
1: shit. I mean, what I have to commend for that. I mean, Andrew Garfield. It's funny because he was good, but his movies weren't that great. If you would, no offense. He's he, of Spider-Man. He, he
2: is for Spider Man what Pierce Brosnan was for James Bond, with the exception of GoldenEye.
1: Touche. And um, but. I have to say, and I do agree, that the Gwen Stacy moment, essentially for you know your comic books, I won't do any spoiler, but the Gwen Stacy moment, as I knew from so the first well one, was delivered perfectly. And I'm I'm very interested to have seen what would have happened if there would have been a Mary Jane continuation and stuff like that. I would have liked but, to have seen it. Um I'm very much on with you on that, that I yeah, they they delivered. They, they, they delivered. They really
2: did. And I could, what I found really lovely is that Anya was so invested in their relationship, and there was a little Easter egg because I I didn't know where they were going with the Gwen Stacy story. Uh, Gwen Stacy story. I thought, hang on, they're doing Sinister Six. Gwen Stacy's part of that. They could very easily be introducing Spider Gwen here, but then there was one shot when he's in a traffic jam on the bridge, um, and I remember the panel. It's him looking out, and there's that reflection about his destiny. And then it came fucking flashing back to me like a bolt of lightning. And I was like, ah, shit, I remember that. I
1: know Spider-Gwen, but I always know. It was when I was very deep into the Spider-Man cartoon. Mm. And I then started doing my research. And I realized that before Mary Jane, there was Gwen. No, there was. No, no. And that's when I was like, every time I saw it, I was like, It's coming. It never
2: movie. registered with me that they were going kill, to kill her off. But then there was this one shot, the frame they showed in the movie, that was... If you're really geeky into your comic book, you well, there's it. always going to be like one panel which you recognise here and there. In every MCU movie, there's one, but it would be major geeky to go into that. We can, no, but it's, it, it's but, deep yeah. geek. But there was one panel which was straight from that comic. And I, the moment... As I said, that hit me like a bottle of lightning. Oh, shit. And I turned to Anya and I went, They're killing Gwen. And she went, What? Like out loud in the cinema. What? I was like, Shh. She's like, They're killing Gwen. I'm like, I think they're killing Gwen. How do you know that? I'm like, I've just figured out what comic they're being inspired by. She's like, No. It's like, It's coming. She's like, "You're wrong," and there was a, was a full-on fucking debate, and it, it happened because she was so invested in their relationship. And for someone who's not inherently a spidey freak or a geek, I thought that spoke quite a lot. Mm. It's all about your personal thing, yeah, of with course, movies, of course, isn't of course, it? Of course, so, sure. I mean, yeah, that was a yeah, that was an entry level one. My my number nine, they've had been in two movies together, and those are Pretty Woman and Runaway Bride. I had to go with yeah, Richard Gere. Richard Gere and Julia Roberts Nice
1: Not on your list? No, actually Magic No, they are They actually are Um, Yeah, to be honest Because of the chemistry side I
0: tried
1: There, I said I mixed it up a a touch more From our couples episode And they they got quite a lot of love From me and the couple. Oh, they did? They were
2: like your number two or something Yeah, They they were Really
1: high They were They really were And they were nearly number one I, I can't deny the magic. I really can't deny the magic in either film. They they just have that way of working with each other and off of each other. It it, it just works. It just works. <laughs> I can't even word it in any other way. Yeah. It it. it but then I first this is what these episodes are really going to be about. But it, you know, where runaway right bride, very very shaded. Pretty Woman sticks in my head a lot more. But, um, oh, completely. But no, I, the I that I just they can't were remember brought the together yeah, twice. Because it, it's just, you know, they're playing two very social, two different social classes in that film. Yep. And they still manage to find that common ground and understanding with each other. Yeah, it's human. It was, yeah, it was very nice. Very, very,
2: nice. Very, very human. Um, No, I, yeah. Makes you kind of feel mushy inside when you think of pre- yeah. Pretty Woman especially. But it's because, you know, and there were so many moments in that movie that were, that were not scripted, that were ad-lib, like the closing of the jewellery box. And she goes, whoop! You know, that wasn't in the script. When they're lying in the bath together, that wasn't in the script. There was just all these things where you could tell they just had such great chemistry that they wanted to do more shit together. Yeah. And it, you could smell that on screen. Um, okay, my number eight... Little spoiler for the rest of my list. This is the first time. Actually, I won't say shit here because that would have also applied to one of my. I was going to say the other
1: one had to be Yeah,
2: there was no way
1: the one name only came up twice. I'd have yeah, kicked yeah, you yeah. out your fucking house. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know why I'm going with that one, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, okay. To to elaborate on what AJ's talking about, he's obviously figured him out because he's my best man. But I was basically going to say for this number A, this is. A spoiler to the rest of my list, because the actor I'm about to name appears again in my list, but that then he was like, that also applies to someone else. Hopefully, yes. That also applies to Emma Stone, who will be appearing again in this list. Good. But my number eight, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Star Wars.
1: Mild punt. Mild punt. I like it. Okay, sir. Your number 10. So mine is a bit of a new, a, a new formation that's come about. And it's Robert Downey Jr. I'm keeping it Spider Man as well, and right. Tom Holland. Okay, cute. Now they have this understanding father and building, son. yeah, father son that is so visible. And I was actually torn because I wanted to go R D J and Chris Evans at one point because I could see yeah. magic there. That really works. But I tell you what, really tipped the scale for me. Have you seen that thing that's been that's been circulating in the net recently? Where I don't know what the the technology is called. But basically, you could superimpose someone's face onto a, a, a film or something, right? And what they've done is they've superimposed Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr.'s faces onto Marty McFly and Doc Brown.
2: And it works. And
1: it looks perfect. like they could, And there have been talks. People have approached them about...
2: Well, you know Tom the, Holland's been approached to do Back to the Future reboot.
1: Yeah, this is it. And he, he looked at it and they were like, He's like it shouldn't be redone,
2: which I respect. Yeah, he said he said
1: it shouldn't be redone, and what he did say though is the way those people who done that made it look so real, he would be willing to put his own money in to recreate that scene correctly just for that. But he couldn't redo the film because it's a time capsule. And Tom, for that, I respect you because Tom is actually what ten years younger than us.
2: Yeah, he's a kid.
1: I was I was just about fortunate. I mean, it was Back to the Future was my era, so to be ten years younger than me and have that appreciation for a film in that sense really touched me in a way. You know we're back to the future. Yeah, yeah. That really touched me. But that father... And what again, it's the off-screen chemistry that they have. The banter you will see on Twitter. It just shows that there is something in that, in in a father-son way, that there's more to be done with those two. Of course there is. And that's with Iron Man being dead. How far it's... You know, it means there's other films out there for them. For sure.
2: You know, considering how badly Doolittle flopped, I'm now wondering... Is Iron Man gonna be dead for long? Because <laughs> 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 that, that was a bomb. Yeah. Oh God, that was a bomb. He, he,
1: he's, he's gonna be on a bit of a downy. He's <laughs> yeah. gonna be going down.
2: Robert and Downer Jr. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's, it's gonna be. It's gonna be really sad for a few. It's gonna be a it's few gonna, films. So
2: multiverse of madness. Talk <laughs> to me about that. <laughs>
1: are, you sh- are you? Are
2: you sure? <laughs> are you sure you don't need me? <laughs> Technically, when the snap happened, the screen faded to white. Maybe he flew away. So, so you saw he was a scroll. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, was, it, was, I, I, you know. it wasn't me. Exactly. I had
1: a shaggy. You could just imagine him coming into it. it Zoids? <laughs> Not that shaggy. Yes, okay, fair enough. That would literally yeah. be
2: the audience's reaction. He's, He's back, Zoids.
1: <laughs> so yes, that, that, but that was my number 10.
2: Go for it, I like it. You're number nine.
1: My number nine is a film that we we once touched on before, and it really stuck to me. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis.
2: Ah, so Black Swan.
1: Yeah. Now this one to me was as a, one of my favourite lines, and I think we might have said it earlier. No, I said it last week. Sorry. Two sides to a coin. Yeah. That's what you get with these people. It's like the determination to the... You, you're in the same art, and you both have a passion for that art. Mm-hmm. And it's the different approach, one who takes it ever so seriously, the other one who's ever so laid back. And the frustration that it builds on the perfectionists in the way that those who are more laid back can appeal to that, and that drive. Yep. And there was something about them that it was... There was this fierce competition on stage and in rehearsal. But, and this, dare I say, friendship, potential relationship... That
2: relationship was all up here.
1: I know. I know. But, I mean, the end had me in such a But way I way. liked
2: being up there. Can I just say that? Oh. It was all sorts of great.
1: I had, to, I had to watch that scene again just to make sure if it was... Multiple reality. times. Just, I, yeah, just to, just to assess if it was in her head or if it really happened.
2: Just, Pinch me. That helps.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you, hmm. I was—I always laugh at the first time that scene was seen by me. Yes, and I was like, no, 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 not, no, not here, not here. Why? How? But yeah, there, there was a chemistry there of rivalry, friendship, competition. It was—it was everything in one, and they really bounced off of each other very well. And I was such like,
2: such a good movie about mental disorder. That one, yeah. Such a film.
1: Great shout. Thank you. And my number eight is the slight punt of Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher.
2: But that was my number eight. So why did you punt?
1: Because I had films to come before that, no? Ten and nine still had to be mentioned.
2: Yeah, but if it's in the same bracket, we talk. Okay, fair enough. My bad. How How long have we been doing this? We slip every now and again. Fucking hell. Fucking 1985, motherfucker. It happened. Yeah, it does, in 1985.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, so we're at right, So we've got yeah, it in anyway, exactly
2: yeah. the same spot. Indeed. There's a punt.
1: Indeed. If one movie has
2: a person in a higher position, that person says...
1: Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) It's in the same spot. Fucking hell. True, true, true. Very true. Very true. (laughs) He says it every week. Just proves how much... For two
0: years!
1: (laughs) Season three, my friend. Season season three! three, New equipment! Is it not clear (laughs) enough? And didn't you guys do it on YouTube too? (laughs) Shut (laughs) up, shut up, shut up!
0: (laughs) (laughs) You really didn't get it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, we're in the exact same spot of Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Hmm. Another love-hate relationship. That kind of...
2: Toxic. Like, when, it's yeah. a toxic relationship, <laughs> toxic relationship, this
1: one. And you know one thing I kept picturing for some reason is that on modern relationship, but reunion. You know when it's seen... And for some reason, you came into my head because I know it's the part that got to you.
2: Well, I know. I know, when they're reunited. When they're reunited. Oh, fucking, I love me, it.
1: And me, out of all parts of... And everyone knows that that is my movie.
2: Yeah, yeah. When it the comes Force to Star Awakens Wars, is yeah, your
1: movie. That is my movie when it comes to Star Wars. That is what gave me... this is what linked it to Star Wars
2: quick tangent did you see episode 9
1: let's not bring it up around this time did you not no no but bear in mind without going into no I know but but dude I know you saw cats I've told people about this as well I was like you guys wouldn't believe it the last time I've been to the cinema
2: oh god I'm never letting you live that down ever ever you can't bring personal shit into this because there was the whole weeks before that You chose to saw cats because your missus calls them magic swords. That's real talk. I've got this on you for life. You saw cats instead of the ending. No, you saw. Fuck you. You saw cats in December. Exactly. Done for life, mate. I'm so happy. Oh, I get to rip on you for life. This is brilliant. Oh, every week.
1: Oh, don't, because I will bring back the one that I put to bed.
2: Huh?
1: I will re- revoke that geek card again. But d- 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 I will revoke it again. Just... No, no, no. I will revoke it again. And I mean it. I don't know what you're talking about. Just I can bring up two <laughs> colours, so let's just keep quiet. Let's keep the chemistry where it's at and move on. <laughs> let's move on. We're talking about Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Yeah, who you didn't see the end of. thank you for the spoiler because I didn't even know if they were going to see no, I did see the end of them how unless some mad shit happened you didn't just spoil it for me because I will fuck your shit up <laughs> you better not have <laughs> I hope that's just your way of realising oh I fucked up let me just play with his head <laughs> one we will never know until you see it <laughs> just remember I have a best man's speech write. No, okay
2: alright okay <laughs> So this motherfucker, <laughs> this, this, this motherfucker guy, <laughs> yo, this piece of shit, <laughs> you're given here for this fucker, really? <laughs> Do you know about Star Wars? <laughs> this motherfucker guy, you <laughs> gonna go full on Tommy on me? <laughs> uh, you'll go somewhere on I'm this, like yeah. a clown to you, like I'm here to amuse you, <laughs> fucking spoiling the end of Star Wars for me, you dirty motherfucker, you. <laughs> it could be the best 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 speech anyone's ever heard <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. but I mean yeah. you know Leia's still around obviously yes, of right so you haven't seen the
1: end of it right but you said the last I said we're talking about them you said we never saw I never saw how it ended for them I it, mean. Uh, go, it ended for them the time he took a fall in a pit anyway now you made me spoil it for anyone who's never seen Force Awakens moving on the Is chemistry dead? well to be fair this fucker was trapped in a wall and came back but <laughs> let's move on
2: I mean it It you know the amount of fucking dick jokes that have come out in hindsight of episode 9 it's terrible Palpatine rise (laughs) unlimited power as well yeah (laughs) it's like I'm just saying for Palpatine to have had a grandchild he must have he already looked the way he did like that (laughs) bitch must have been desperate she wanted some of that unlimited power like who did he get freaky with One of the Imperial Guards, like dressing in red, like woman wears red, she's ready for bed type thing? What are we doing here? Unlimited power
1: Right. It's like that's
2: that's the force that that was the force right there. Does he come lightning? Like what's his deal? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dearie me. me. Yes, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Yeah.
1: It okay. Toxic relationship, yes. But it it's As toxic as it is, it's it's what humbles two very very
2: strong head headstrong characters. Headstrong, vastly different. Yeah, and both of them. What's funny is that both of them, by being in each other's presence, make them sort of reevaluate life and their view on life for the better. Yeah, for tr- for you sure. For Han, sure. especially, I would say, he becomes far more self-serving.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, that was evidenced in episode four where he comes back to save Luke. Because I'm just saying, without Harrison Ford, Luke's fucked yeah Vader was locked on to him I have you now you know <laughs> it's like the next thing you know is Yahoo very true <laughs> you very know true. Han saved the day I don't give a fuck everyone's like Luke's the hero fuck Luke well, I have a lot of time for Han Solo now, I have a lot of time you take the Millennium Falcon out of episode 4 they're fucked
1: real talk <laughs> if, it just, if they're it's fucked such, it, I mean they're fucked even if you kill Luke that I mean no Millennium Falcon it, it changes a lot of arcs in, in Star Wars
2: Considering Luke would have got freaky with his sister. That's some more real talk for you. She kissed him in episode five. I know, but... Do you if Hartn hadn't cock-blocked do you know, him... Do you
1: know the part that always bugs me with that is the whole and you knew it too or some shit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: That always bothered dude, me. Like if Somehow, it's like, I've it's... always known. I really hope not. Thank you. Like, it doesn't work. Just mm. just stop it. Bad continuity writing there. Worst mm. continuity <laughs> writing. I mean, it's like incest in the galaxy, <laughs> unlimited power, <laughs> <laughs>
1: unlimited perversion. Like, <laughs> come on, it's just, it just doesn't work. It just,
2: yeah, yeah it was it doesn't <laughs> raise the offspring of Luke and Leia. <laughs> <laughs> if, <laughs> can that, you imagine that? <laughs> if that
0: was
1: the story, she would have gone from my favourite character to <gasps> dead, a, dead to me. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she would have definitely been full sport, but we, yeah. don't want to get into that. <laughs> we just do not want to get into that.
2: Oh, so can't. <laughs> no, no, what what was nice is that they really over the course of the original trilogy, they built their relationship really nicely. Whereby she was, you know, pure white dressed princess, and he was sort of you know, basically a drug smuggler. You know, I don't, you know, they're calling you saying he, he smuggled spice out of the. Out of the Kessel Mines, you know, it's like, Spice Drugs, it's, you're basically yes. smuggling. Yeah, yeah yo, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude. Little Brown Powder, I know what you're up and doing. Now. He, he's a <laughs> fucking, he's a drug dealer. That's fine, he's a, he's a drug dealer. So Princess wanted a bit of rough. I get it, right? That's episode four. Episode five, he's now actually been promoted and he's invested with a rebellion. She is now General Leia Organa, not just Princess anymore. Which is why that opening of episode seven is such a nice throwback with Max von Sydow talking to Oscar Isaac when, he's, when uh, Oscar says uh, the general will be happy with this. General, to me, she's royalty. It warms you. Yeah, It's such a throwback to the originals. It's like, ah, oh, I've needed that. I've needed lines like that for a very long time. And then, of course, as we heard in like my top ten of all time, that moment where they're reunited is fucking joyful. Can't th- it is joyful. Oh, you
1: can't do it. It, it, it just it just warms you the way that you're like, yeah. Now the film can begin. Now you know to me, and it was as much as Kylo done his shit before. Yeah, but just
2: before they reunited, you have that epic scene with the X wings flying over the water. No, I don't say no. which is just. I don't say
1: no, and I'm not knocking anything off the cinematographer. But that moment was like, now we're in Star Wars.
2: Yeah, yeah, officially back. Okay, so that was your eight. Yes, my seven well. from Pulp Fiction. Not who you think. Who do you think I'm going with? See, there was, and I nearly
1: went with the Jackson and Travolta.
2: Yeah, not who I went with. Are we talking the couple? I'm talking Tim Uma Ruff. Thurman and, and Travolta. John Travolta. And I'll tell you why. Because, because to
1: Kill Bill. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which I gave, I gave that shit Can you. I did, just you say did, you did, you did. But now it's funny because you've just joked about it, but it's very, very intrinsically linked to that scene. Now, all of the standout moments in Pulp Fiction are very much, with, as far as John Travolta's concerned, very much happen with Samuel L. Jackson, you know, everything from cleaning the brains out the car to the hold-up in the cafe at the end, to talking the royale with cheese and foot massages don't mean shit, to Ezekiel 25 17, you know. Even hearing it now, I'm questioning, like, have I made the right choice? No, I have. Because while they... I'd, would argue that their relationship, their chemistry exists not to complement each other, but to bounce off each other. So they're almost at some sort of intellectual war for the entirety of the film. Like, if you think about it, you know, Travolta's schooling him right from the get-go on, well, no, this is what we do in America, but let me tell you, when I travelled in Europe, that's what they call a Big Mac. That's, you know, what they put on French fries. You know, they're never... Together, they're always at odds with each other. They get along, but they're always very, very much on a different playing field with where their mindset's are. You know, break it down more. Travolta, even Antoine Rocamora, Tony Rocky Horror, you know, they're talking about, oh, well, yeah, he should have messed with man's life. You don't think he overreacted? You know, they're constantly... Everything. they They do not agree. You know, even when Marv gets blown up in the face, it's because they're disagreeing about fucking, you know, destiny and bullets being stopped. You know, literally, pick a scene, they're disagreeing. It's shit, man, even when they're talking about pork. It's like, you want some bacon? No, man, I don't eat pork. Why? Why? Pigs are filthy animal. Yeah, but pork chops taste good. Bacon tastes good. Hey, Surat I might taste pumpkin fucking pie, but I wouldn't know because I wouldn't eat the filthy <laughs> motherfucker. You know? Pigs sleep and root in shit. I ain't, I ain't going to eat nothing that ain't got sense enough to disregard its own feces. What about dog? Dog disregards its own feces. I don't need dog either. Yeah, but you consider dog to be a filthy animal? Well, I wouldn't go so far as the dog filthy, but he definitely dirty. But... Dog got personality. Personality goes a long way. <laughs> ah, so the by that, so by that definition, if a pig had personality, he would cease to be a pers- He would cease to be a filthy animal. We'd have be talking about one charming motherfucking pig. <laughs> you know what I mean? They are constantly yeah. arguing with each other, right? Now that makes for very entertaining on-screen chemistry, but I don't think it's the quintessential on-screen chemistry in Pulp Fiction. I think that that not only because of the dance. But that whole scene in Jack Rabbit Slim's restaurant, and Uma Thurman sums up what I'm thinking perfectly, when she's, just before she goes to powder her nose, right? After they've made their order, and they don't know what to talk about. And you hear that... Broom, broom, you know, just that violin there to make you very aware that they're having a silence. And Uma Thurman then drops a line as much as to say, don't you love that? What? Comfortable silence. You don't get that with everyone. And it's like, yeah, you two have got something here. Like, this is unspoken. This is unallowed because that's your boss's missus and he... And
1: we all know we've he heard is.
2: about Tony Rocky Horror. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't go there. But there's something here and that just they build on it so well you know much like the way they're arguing that foot massages do mean something a dance like that means something the fact that they come back dancing hand in hand the fact that you know he's having to have a monologue in the mirror when he goes to the bathroom about you know you're just going to go out there shake her hand thank her for a good night and be quick about it but not too quick going to go home, jerk off, and that's all you're going to do. You know, he's literally, you can can smell the chemistry between them from the get-go. And that's why I think, the fact that they're so on board with each other. Actually, what's interesting is that she brings him on board. Because, you know, he's so set in his ways, as we've seen with his arguments with Samuel L. Jackson. He knows that foot massages do mean something. And then she's like, you think, Antoine, you think Marcellus threw Antoine out of a 30-story window for touching my feet? And he's like, well, I understand Marcellus is very protective of you. A man being protective of his wife for, is one thing. A man handicapping another guy for touching his wife's feet is another. And you see, so she completely forces him. This guy who was up until now so fucking sure in his ways, because there's this weird sexual chemistry between them, he's reevaluating himself. And I think there's a lot more chemistry for the short time that they have together than him and Jackson. But, but do you realize the funny thing with Pulp
1: Fiction? Yeah, there are very many relationships that work. Because do you know another one that's in there? And I'm not disputing this, this yours at all. Thing: Rames and Bruce Willis.
2: 100 percent.
1: And you know that tension, that understanding, and it. it Fuck yeah. It, yeah, and that's but, just for a few minutes. Honey Bunny. Yeah. Every, the, the chemistry is key, very key in um, Pulp Fiction it like, is it, it
2: is It's, but it's a character piece that's what it is you needed it yeah but I think the one yeah, that no, stands out to, to me is Uma and John I'll give it to you played so do my arguments stand up they do, they do. <laughs> now number six is one that I brought up at the end of season two and I raised the question to you like how the fuck have we not spoken about this movie more and when I dropped it you were like yeah now I'm bringing it up again because we haven't spoken about it enough. Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal analyze this. I think this was on my cro- it was no
1: yes it was it was actually on my list and I was like no I didn't I didn't go for it but yes that that for sure was cuz analyze that was actually yeah this it was analyze this first isn't
2: it analyze this yeah. yeah
1: was brought up to me recently and I was like,
2: Ooh,
1: that Mm -hmm. that some good chemistry, but I did leave it off. This was comedic gold.
2: Gold. Comedic gold. And what was nice about this is it wasn't Robert De Niro in those sort of, you know, neo-comedic roles he's doing, like, you know, meet the parents and dirty grandpa and all of that, where it's very forced. This is still very much him in his mafia wheelhouse, but it's it's funny. Because it... He's, he's owning that and mocking it. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Mocking, he's mocking himself. That is self-mocking to the highest degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, As you said, in his wheelhouse, this is his element and he's going to use that and show that, yeah, I can actually make this a comedy as well. Mm. I can actually make this a comedy as well. And, that
2: and it's got so many lines analysed this that when you hear them, you're like, that's fucking genius. But they don't, I don't know why people don't bring it up enough. It's like... So you were making love to your wife? No, no, I was making love to my girlfriend. I don't understand. You have a wife. Hey, that's the mouth that kisses my kids to bed at night. What are you, fucking crazy? It's like, yeah! Yeah, I get that. You know, you're not going to drop a load on a woman who's going to go kiss your son goodnight. It's like, yeah, I get that. Completely. Just is things like hey what I'm fucking bringing you over here so you can say the same shit back to me I can get Jolly to do that for free hey Jolly come over here you know (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what does that mean to you boo fucking hoo hoo so
1: it's a
2: classic it's a classic you don't want to talk about your father no I don't want to talk about my father hey I think we should talk about your father I don't want to talk about my father I don't want to talk about my my, my problems now your father's a problem I didn't say that yes you did hey I'm getting pretty good at this shit <laughs> oh man, it was gold what they had.
1: Yeah, it was. It's just so sad that analyzed that, that was so bad. It, it just it killed it. Had they done it well, it could have actually been. I don't know if you could get ongoing. You could,
2: but you could have seen more from them in one fashion or another. You definitely could. And that that final scene alone is worth the price of admission yeah. with Billy Crystal playing the conciliatory. And he's having to, you know, come on. He's having to put on a bit of that, you know, that Paisan. You know, a bit of an Ita- Italian. Yeah. Hey, yeah. people have known me as Slappy the Seal, Elmer the Fud, But to you, I'm the fucking
1: doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it just works so well. It, it Elmer the
2: you're... Fud. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and
1: the thing is, you look at him and you're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah but it actually
2: it. sounds like quite a badass name. I'm the fucking doctor. Yeah. It's like, you hack motherfuckers up, don't you? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. There's some darkness it, to him, it, you it, know? Yeah, as a name, you're like, ooh. But to you find gentlemen here, and hey, you know, the thing up on the spaceship, and may they all rest in peace. It's like, the fuck are you talking about? I mean, it's like you had the thing You wanted to talk about the thing The thing like, I only know about one thing Well hey How can we talk about the first thing If we don't talk about the second thing I didn't know there was a second thing The fuck are you talking about <laughs> it's, it's so good
1: it like, I mean, Consigli
2: Die, <laughs> What did I tell you Never, Never correct, me. correct me in public Oh, You broke my heart <laughs> You broke my fucking heart oh, I love it Or when they throw him into the fucking shark tank. It's so dark. Like, you can tell Mr. VD, fuck no. I'm not going back to him. There's nothing you can do that would make me go. (laughs) 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 They try to feed me to the sharks. Hey, Maybe the fish was hungry. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) So good. So good. I love that film. You got me there. You got me there. All right. You're number seven. (sighs) Mel Gibson and Danny Glover
3: you nearly
2: made the list i, I do you know what i kept picturing i was rooting for you to do this
1: one i was i was on there and i had other buddy cops who how hard have you gone on buddy cop territory i didn't i just left okay, it cool. i left it at that cuz i was like if we're going to do one has this to be is that one. one yeah and you just picture it when you picture that chemistry there was there was a slight other one but yeah rush hour
2: you wanted but, to go yeah, with. yeah no
1: but there's another one on the list kind of on the list okay but i'm working with other stuff that Proves that the, the chemistry there, but this was the one. You know, rigs and murder. It's just there. It's just Marie. there. It's like again, and I'm getting too old for this I'm shit. Too old for this shit. <laughs> it just works. You can't. You can't talk buddy cop. You can't talk that chemistry of suffering partner without thinking lethal weapon. No, he matter
2: does which. suffer a lot less as the movies progress, though. Like they... he's unhinged in the first. Yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But unhinged, but. By the fourth one, he's kind of calm. But, I
1: mean, in, in, in essence, it, it is calm because you 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 have to be used to your partner by this time. You know, no matter which way you look at it, whether it be rush hour or whether it be any other that I'm not going to mention in case they're on your list, is there anybody buddy cop? I don't believe I have okay. got any buddy cop. Even if you're going to talk fucking bad boys, no matter which way you no, look at it, you no, know, definitely not. Bad boys didn't make my list. It was not going to be the one. Hell no. But do you get where I'm going? Like you start to understand your partner, even, even um, rush hour. They hated each other in the beginning and then it starts. You know, it's, uh, it's Everybody mis- was under- Kung Fu yeah.
2: fighting. Lee!
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'll bitch slap you back to your <laughs> like, All of that stuff was. It will. It builds. As much as you're a friend, you will have disagreements, but you know, it goes from hate to loving. Yeah, yeah. Loving banter. So, yeah.
2: Which was your favorite of the four um, lethal weapons?
1: The one that normally sticks in my head mm-hmm. is Lethal Weapon 3. I don't know why. Three?
2: Three sticks of in my head. All I'm of not. them three, huh? I, I, th- could it I th- could have been the first one I saw, and I think that could be why. That's so weird. Three's the one that sticks in my head the least, really. Because I can't, I couldn't even picture three. One, obviously, I know he's unhinged, and it's when they, when Joshua's there, um, yeah. that bad motherfucker who he fights at the front of his lawn at the end. Two's my personal favorite with the South Africans' diplomatic immunity. <laughs> dirty motherfucker, yeah, you.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, you tell your kaffer friend, yeah. It's like, oh, they're such vile people. Sorry for dropping the K word. Four I know has got Jet Lee in it, which is weird. Three I legit do not remember.
1: Three? Three I remember. I'm sure that's where they blow up his house on the beach or some shit. Uh, Mel Gibson's house on the beach. I swear um,
2: that's the second, mate, with the South Africans.
1: I could have sworn it's number three. I, I'm very. Community. I must admit, it's been very, very hazy for me in terms of lethal weapons. Like, it's been a while. It's been a while when it comes to lethal weapons. So I could be going in numbers, but three. I do remember was the first one I saw. Really was. Mm. Is it number? Is it number one where he dislocates his shoulder? Already? Yes. Oh, that, that, that's the scene though. <laughs> out of all films that is. The <laughs> one, like, I love that. Around, you just see, and you're like, ah oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I do love Mel. Mel I know you shouldn't no, love no, you, Mel, but no, I do no, no. love Mel. you know Mel. what? Before, before it all started, there was some real gold that came out from Mel Gibson. You can't deny it. Of you course. Can't it. You of really course. Can't. Okay.
2: Am so I number six? You're number six, sir.
1: Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon. weeks. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this guy like, why are you looking at me like that?
2: Sorry. I drew a complete blank there. <laughs> of course, Thelma and no, Honestly, there's
1: a lot of times when we've had a, oh, of course. No, no. That's what he's looked at me. And normally, The yeah, look I
2: gave you is like, the
1: fuck is Mandem on
2: about? I literally
1: like this film never existed. And I was like, the fuck?
2: <laughs> no, fair play, mate. Very good shout. Very, very good shout. This is a robbery. Y'all know what this is and you're going to put your money in the bag right now and we're going to be out of here. There
1: there is is that... I don't want to say mother-daughter, but it has... There is that...
2: Older sister, younger sister. Yeah,
1: exactly. There is that senior member and there's that understanding between them that works throughout the film that they know what they're doing. They've had enough of where they were and they're on this mission till the absolute very end. Yeah, you know, and it's it, there is that kind of we're gonna do this, okay? And then you know, it's just this chaotic, mad world that they've created for themselves. No one will be able to tell them differently. They will invite people in, but you only you can only get so close because it's us two. And that's what I get with that. You know, I'm talking about a young Mr. Pitt. <laughs> you know, you
2: can only man. He looked good, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, so skinny but oh, so no good.
1: One. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching. I was like, that,
2: that's Brad. Yeah. Please. First role.
1: Yeah. I was like, hey. And it was that, uh, I mean, now you can see it, but I remember you see him there in uh, a few films onwards, and you like, this guy freaking doesn't age. No, he, the he motherfucker a, does not age. It, I mean, as it's, now it's Forget black did. don't crack. Brad don't <laughs> crack. <laughs> Brad don't crack, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Mm. And, you know, it wasn't. he had that strong period where it wasn't even like a wrinkle. You're like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He must be eating rice and peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh-huh. It was and a watermelon, melon, eh? it, it was a black Rice, peas, and watermelon. I don't fucking touch
1: watermelon. So I don't even go you don't
2: that You like nah, don't have watermelon? No, do Call touch yourself any a
1: Caribbean. In the height of Caribbean fruits, I guarantee you not many of us go for that one. I'm not even going to get into Bomba like Rumba cloud,
2: man. Rice, peas, chicken, and watermelon, no? Fuck off, no. No.
1: I, I don't even want to... Have, before we lose the entire Afro-Caribbean community, please just stop there.
2: <laughs> no. I'm guaranteeing you Okay, like, entertain no. me now. Is the, is the racial stereotype not rice, peas, chicken, and watermelon? There's
1: a lot of pictures of watermelon for one unbeknown reason. I, I, I've i never... it's never. You Caribbean
2: boys not get down with the melon? Melanin, Yes, but the rest... The melanin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, honestly. Or is this it's, just it's an not, AJ it's, thing? It's not, it's not, no, I, I'm not a bit... Look, so I hate the thing. I hate melon in, t- in, in general. But it's not like a go-to fruit in... E- what I mean, is your go-to Caribbean do you know what, food, I mean, Pineapple coconut? Well, coconut is huge. Coconut,
2: <laughs> <Look at> coconut <laughs> is huge. Is? no, no. no. Co- bro,
1: co- coconut no, is no, huge.
2: Coconut was, is legit big. Because I was thinking... <laughs> like,
1: at first in my head, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm going to be a black guy saying we love bananas. How fucking... Fuck no, is I wasn't going to go there. No, I was thinking it in my head, like, what else is there? And then I was thinking, you know what? Co- like, coconut, they, you know, as a fruit itself... Um, coconut water. Yeah, they use it, it in everything. Yeah, they shit, crack the th- it, yeah. The Pretty thai, much if it's yeah. a hot country, the
2: Thais do it, like
1: all the curries are yeah, coconut yeah, based. Yeah, yeah. so the co- there's a lot of stuff, coconut milk, coconut butter, like we do our
2: shit. with Coconut cooking.
1: punch, man. Dude, we do more of a fruit punch than the rum punch.
2: Hey, hey, yeah anyway, hey man, Malibu.
1: Listen, yeah, I know, I know, but Malibu, is very touristic. You won't find a lot but of But the... it's
2: seriously easy going. <laughs> 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 nice play. Nice play. But yeah. <laughs> hold that thought one sec.
1: Right, okay. So I, I don't know if it's come up on cam- on on recording, but Nick has said, <laughs> hold that thought. And we we've come back and I'm like, I know I'm on filming Louise, but what were we talking about? And we've just gone back a bit at our recording and it says. Malibu, which I don't what, okay, what were we how talking about? How did we get about? onto Malibu? How did we get onto Malibu? And then because we were talking watermelon.
2: about watermelon. then how
1: did we get to watermelon? How did we get to watermelon? And I oh yeah, we talked about Brad Pitt. We literally, and I'm not shitting you guys. Black don't crack. We had to go back to black don't crack and Brad don't crack. So the only way for Brad to not crack is he's eating black food again. From a black guy, please don't take this as a racist comment.
2: If you want to, it is a racist in, comment, but it's coming from you, so it's fine. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to, let's play the game. I'm willing to play it all day long. But so we've done that. And, and we're like, what the hell happened? Now, I do apologise, because you guys must be thinking about these tangents, because us taking a two-minute break made us go, what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> you guys must be on the same ride. Welcome on board. Thelma <laughs> <laughs> <Summer> and Louise. <laughs> yeah, so with that, I, 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 I talked about it before. Um, they just had great chemistry in a oh, wild, m- mad film of, yeah, chaoticness. And that was Thelma and Louise. My number
2: six. Very good one. So them. Okay, uh, let's let's make this a bit more streamlined. That was your number six. Let's have a quick message
3: from the Lexi right now. Hey, Silver Screen Dudes and fans of the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm from the Lexi Cinema on Chamberlain Road, uh, London's greatest independent social enterprise cinema. 100% of our profits go to charity. Now, we're a first-run cinema showing the latest releases but we also do a lot of community screenings and we are currently fundraising for a second screen or what we're calling the hub. Now an example of some of the stuff that we do at the moment is Black History Studies, Women Only Refugee Film Clubs, Cinemates, Cinegems which is for seniors and the hard of hearing. Uh, We've got the Lexi Film School which we started back in 2018, Uh, Sign for All which is uh, screenings especially for deaf people. And relaxed screenings, which are aimed towards families and kids on the autistic spectrum. Now, what we want to be able to do is have more of those screenings. And with a second screen, there is so much more that we'd be able to do. So we'd love you to help us fundraise for that. So please visit the website, which is spacehive.com forward slash the Lexi Hub. You can find a link to that in the description. We're fundraising until May the 25th. So please do head there. And please be sure to follow the Movie Mount Rushmore podcast on Twitter, where you'll be able to see all of the Lexi programming and everything that they're doing.
1: And we're back in the room. Again, guys, I said it last week, and I know Nico is going to echo what I say, yes. or vice versa, whichever way you want to look at it. Support local cinema. Please. Support, uh, support the adventure of keeping cinema alive. I, I, I As mm. I said, I don't want to name... The competition, and some may say it's not even competition, you are entitled to that choice and to spend your pound there. But here is something that is keeping cinema alive in a different way. This is something that... It's for the community. It, it, it's opened its doors for people and it, it, it's it got these hidden gem movies. It doesn't have every blockbuster. It has a few. It has slightly more art house films at the right time. It's not laid out like a different in like your your traditional cinema. Correct. And for that, I find you'll get a different experience yeah. at the Lexi and that's why I will really, really hit you guys up on this to really support them and let's make it happen. And the the opportunities of where that screen is going to be built just... Gives you so much more to look forward to as well.
2: Oh, it really does. And I hope that, you know, all this work we're putting into top, the Lexi pays dividends and that we're part of that opening for Screen 2. And hopefully I'm, I'm, I'm angling for us to have a live show in there. You know, that's... Uh, that's so
1: there's there's so much stuff. There is so much stuff. That's what there I and want. I It's just the beginning, I think, is the way I'd like to word it. It's mm. just the beginning of something that could really lead into something. And both ways, you know, sometimes you've got guys who love films and you have a cinema and you're like, hey, well, how does this work out together? But it's like, we both have a common ground passion. We will find a way. And that's essentially what we're doing now. So look out for more from the dudes and the Lexi because
2: there is definitely more to come. Love it. Okay, we are into our top five now. Um Indeed. My number five and my number four, actually, the times I'm bringing the two or four mentioned actors back. Okay. My number five... Mrs. Emma Stone and Mr. Ryan Gosling. Mrs. Emma Stone or Ms? Ms. But okay. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, motherfucker. Hey, yeah,
1: hey. So that's um, a pun. It's a
2: pun. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: It's so your five. My number five. Someone you know, who we nearly brought up before. Samuel L. Jackson. See? And Mr. Willis. Now, I know the go-to, this is why I said it's partially buddy cop. And by definition, it should be deleted. It is deleted. It is, it is. But I'm also working with Unbreakable and Glass. and that, <laughs> This no, motherfucker. No, I could be a bastard, I know. But no, no, no. Because I remember when, when Unbreakable first came out, the first thing that was in my head was the deleted movie. Like, oh, yeah, 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 they're back together. But this relationship was completely different.
2: You're allowed to say the deleted movie. I know, I know, movie. I know. So but I was about it. to say it now. Okay. It's
1: completely different from Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm-hmm. It, this one was a a man who believes so much in the world of comic books and is trying to convince a man that I believe you are a superhero. And, you know, In the real world, if you would, the way this film sells it, what are you trying to tell me? Did is?
2: you see Split and Glass?
1: Did I see Split in Glass? I just mm. added Glass. Split. I'm not going to add Split with Bruce Willis turning up at the last minute. You don't even see Samuel L. Jackson in that. I actually. But, but where
2: are you going with this? Because the way you're selling Unbreakable at the moment, being this whole, oh yeah, it's set in the real world, Come Glass? Yeah, it ain't real world anymore. <laughs> but, but I'm just working on Unbreakable. Then I'm going to move into. Yeah, yeah.
1: It. But it was that 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 convincer that you know, it was a kind of a mentor, even though he was the villain. You know, it was a complete different thing, and it actually unleashed this power of Bruce Willis to become who he eventually does become in the film. And then you move on to Glass. Okay, I know you're not a big fan of Glass. By definition I actually it really gave me something Thought to be like glass sucked it was such a letdown after unbreakable and split it's really weird but unbreakable if I had to number them
2: you prefer glass to unbreakable
1: no I think I split I think was my favorite. Split's great. Split was my favourite. I think I'd done Split. Was Glass my favourite? How can Glass be your favourite? No, no, bro. no. Glass over Unbreakable. I'm trying to remember. Don't be ridiculous. Come on. I remember you really not liking it and the review that came from it. And I was hesitant going in. And maybe it's because I had low expectation it was better than that. But there was something in there. And with that, I realised that they they have they are both very strong characters, but they find a way to work off of each other. And that's why I really worked with <laughs> Samuel Allen and Bruce Willis
2: fine that's your five yeah it was indeed my four Harrison Ford and Sean Connery hit me Indiana Jones and oh the no,
1: no, no. <laughs> like you got me back for fun and
2: straight away yeah <laughs> I'm like this is your indie movie bro <laughs> what the hell was that? I was <laughs>
1: thinking where was that? Okay. I'm just taking like two very I kind of, like, like Bond and Hans where am I Bond and Hans like, <laughs> oh
2: What? I just ha huh. Okay, I will bring you back to one of our old YouTube videos where you won and you argued hard that fucking Harrison Ford's biggest role is Indie. I know Fuck you I know. for life. I... You just said Bond and
1: Han Solo. Mate, but you're finished. You're finished Let's here. No, hold on, hold on, stop, stop. No no, you're done. Hold on. Bear with me one second. There were two very important things to this. Two very, very important things. One, you forgot. What, two, no, you're done. No, no, no. One, we were just talking about him as Han Solo a couple of minutes ago. Doesn't allow no, no, it, that, bro. that was one, so that's where my head was at. And two, I won that versus argument. That was the only versus episode I wanted to so shut the fuck up and move You're on. a
2: fucking, fucking hypocrite, talking. bro. Just fucking talk on. Listen. How are you going to defend man being Indiana Jones when you have literally just said that the movie that defines him for you as Indiana Jones, you can't even remember. And in your own words just now, you're like, James Bond and Harris and Han Solo? Fuck you for life. You're done.
1: I still won that bet. You're done with the, that. The public still voted you for Indiana. You are done with that, that one. It's The public still voted and it was won. The what public voted run? for Brexit. The public can be wrong. I was going to say it was Worldwide, but then you bring up Trump, so I will shut up. Yeah. But move on.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just move on. All I'm saying in that realm, at that moment. Not I'm our like public,
2: that. of course, silver screen dudes. We <laughs> love you. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course.
2: But let it be and known, they were the
0: ones who for <laughs>
1: <Indiana>. <laughs>
2: Let it be known, AJ's a massive fucking hypocrite. I have now got it on audio and video as proof. It's done. You're over.
1: I'm not over. I've just watched more Star Wars since. <laughs>
2: and so now your opinion has
1: changed, no, and no, here no, he, no, he, no, you're sitting. No, mother I'm, mother. I'm, it's just more recent, and you just have to bear with me. This 1985 brain is very intricate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but The way I'm working with this, I think we need to get you your own personal cerebro. <laughs> Fucking enhance those waves
1: a bit, mate. It, it's been. A, it's. I'm not even going to get into. We're gonna this. start going some shit laps. It, it, it,
2: I. <laughs> that's it! That's I it You're what like. you're like! You're like fucking quackhead Dave Chappelle from fucking Nutty Professor. I <laughs> defended
1: the Rice and Peace <laughs> statement saying, cool, I'm a black guy, let's bring it. That did not give you the fucking carte blanche to come and say shitlocks on this fucking podcast. <laughs> oh, heavens above. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Last week, we talked Finkler and This week, we talked talk shitlocks. We're going to get shut down. <laughs> We're going to get shut down. It's a fact. <laughs>
2: it's so good. <laughs> so good. I love this podcast. <sighs> God don't damn it. Death. It don't makes me laugh. Um, yeah, so Han Solo <laughs> and Henry Jones Sr. <laughs> um, I, I hate to be
1: a real pain. Can we take another pause? Seriously? <laughs> All right. Yeah, call somehow call. it wasn't. I'm yeah, still phone on. Phone
2: call coming yeah. in. Do what you got to do. And we are done. Okay, so we're back. Over to you, shitlogs. Don't! don't, don't, don't.
1: What are you... (laughs) What shutdown are you looking for? We're not talking down And it's shutdown. This is shutdown rehab. We're at 16K, bro. I do not want to have to start again. Where are you going with this? I mean, if you believe this is acceptable... What's wrong with shitlogs? So let's just have it that the way the New Day will be challenged... Coming up will be one of the Usos or something. Say hey, Kofi bring those shit locks down in the ring and me and you at it. WrestleMania. It will never happen.
3: It could never
1: I happen. I love it. <laughs> that would
2: be New shut. Lux. New days locks. New days locks.
1: Who would they be fighting? The clan? <laughs> what
2: the fuck? No, the revival. They look. The
1: I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna bring him up, and I was. I'm not gonna say yeah. <laughs> Take some fists to shit locks. No flips, <laughs> just fists. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> no man, locks really just sucks. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I don't want, oh, uh, okay, we're gonna have to bring ministry back real soon. Because, I know, uh, honestly, there were talks of the revival wanting to go AEW. They are like all in, apparently. Oh, is they it? One out, yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, yeah, we, we 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 will discuss that
3: post, yeah.
1: all right, yeah, because yeah, ministry fans were coming back. Um. It oh, needs for to. Sake, it does. It. Does. I had some major plans, but the timings just didn't work out. But let, let's do this. We promise it, guys. It's on radio. It's on record. We are coming back, and we are going to own this biatch.
2: Um, when he says we're coming back, that's solely for the wrestling fans. Yeah,
1: yeah. We we are still here every week. Otherwise, Um damn.
2: Top ten's not going why anywhere. We,
1: why, why are we? Because you called me Dave Chappelle. Because of fucking Indiana Jones. Like, the tangents are unreal. <laughs> <laughs> the tangents, a deep, bro. this, this, this week, deep, this week. I think it's a realization episode, right? We are looking at our own chemistry, chemistry, and isn't we're it? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the <laughs> actual fuck? We go to some mad places. And, and for all Lexi members who have clean tied in, we do apologize for the language. K two K members, they these guys say
2: explicit. K two K, we keep it nice and clean. This show is explicit.
1: But you know where I'm laughing. David, anyone who listened to us on K2K, where Double V's about, and the 1AJ, it's all like, um, oh yes, no, I do agree, and this is the point, and X, Y, Z, da-da-da-da-da, then you come over to the Rushmore, shitlocks, fuck this,
2: fuck <laughs> right that, you're a cunt, you got shitlocks, watermelon, <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Bro, you look like a black pepper pig, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Get
1: up. It, it goes all over, a man even went into pepper pig, you know, not even like pepper's dad or nothing, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a black man about the Trenton and see what wrath happened to you. Anyway, moving dry, on. <laughs> dry, dry. <laughs>
2: Let's move it on. So, yes. Harrison Ford. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I believe, is the best indie movie. Yeah, I Agreed. said it. And I maintain that. And I think that is in no small part due to the wonderful chemistry that Harrison Ford and Sean Connery share. Because... Just adding Sean Connery, who, as you rightfully said, is Bond, right? But just adding him in wasn't enough. You make the man his dad, right? And then adding a family member to a beloved character always adds a bit of depth to them. Because I don't care who you are. This is universal truth. No one can castrate, demasculinate, defeminize, whatever you want to call it. No one can make you recede into your... Bad mom or yeah. bad dad, childless, quite like your parents,
1: and uh, yeah, and, the and you is, get a of bit of that people, with Indy. You have the rough and rugged Indiana Jones, and now he's reporting to dad, and he li- and he literally <laughs> yeah. says dad. Yeah, yeah. Like, you hear it throughout the show. Like they argue, you they argue constantly, you know and what? the dad always wins. You know what? Now that you say that, though, and I'm guessing Connery doesn't come up in your list again. No, him and Cage, The Rock, that was not worthy. That was some chemistry. though. I'm just thinking of some parts, but not no, worthy of a sh- mention. For sure, for sure, not worthy of a top ten mention, bro. Don't be yeah, silly. In that sense, maybe not. Just while I was on the Connery vibe, still mm-hmm. trying to deviate from mm-hmm. the previous mistake. But um, yeah, <laughs>
2: we'll leave it there. No, those those two. I think they, they do. I, I they 100% agree. They cemented that as the best thing. 100% movie.
1: agree, and, and it also when you have someone as suave and as slick as Sean Connery, it makes you understand Indiana Jones that bit more.
2: Of course. Uh, It it, it helps create so much. And also, you get the origin story of the name. We named the dog Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) You were named after a dog? (laughs) Yeah. I gotta tell you, I really love that dog.
1: (laughs) You are number four. George Clooney and Brad Pitt.
2: Are we talking Ocean's Eleven?
1: I was talking Ocean's Eleven. It's really weird, because there is just that brief second in Burn After Reading as well.
2: I didn't like that
1: film. It, but do you know what? You kind of think, oh, they're both in there. you know. And that for me, I had a lot of... And it was, out of all things, if you would, Danny's just killed Rusty. It's like, it, even though there's no link to him, you think, okay, they're going to be on screen together. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh, come and gone. <laughs> but I, I believe, if you're going to talk about team players and a, and a guy and his right-hand man, you feel that throughout... The Ocean's Eleven is the standout one but there was just something about the slickness of them and you know normally they were the ladies choices you mm-hmm. know they were the two pretty boys and you can get something like Interview with the Vampire and stuff like that where you kind of have a relationship but it's you know it, it, it's it's in a kind of flamboyant way where it's, you're trying to outdo the other where this one is Interview with the Vampire is a good shout. I actually forgot that until now, <laughs> and I kept thinking, who can I That's pair Tom a Cruise very, with? Very who good can shout. I pair Tom Cruise with? And I fucking forgot it. Yeah.
2: Well, Ving Rhames. I could
1: have, but I, I not not for top ten,
2: not for top no. ten.
1: But um, and I just thought Simon
2: Pegg. To be fair,
0: yeah,
1: they got
2: great chemistry in sort so of good. Mission Impossible four and onwards. They do
1: good point good point but no I just looked at that that a, a captain and his wingman and how they handled the rest of the team and I really felt that with Brad and George in yeah in in the ocean saga
2: I don't know can I challenge you on this I don't know if it's worthy of being that high on your list I know you've got a special affinity for the oceans movies but judging it off of their chemistry do they have enough together in that movie for it to be worthy of being your number four Oh, that's high, bro. Now
1: you're playing me. Now you're playing me. I you're am. Like, well.
2: I get why it could be an entry. I, I, I really looked at it and when I was
1: working on the numbers. I'm, do I'm, they offer enough together? I really... Something really worked for me on that one. out of those. Yeah, two. I, the two of I them, them separately, great. But t- I, they, together, are they, I do think they, they have, have enough? That, they have that... When they work together, even... How can I remember? You know when they initially talk about the plan and let's bring the team back together? And he calls yeah. it. Like, you yeah. have that moment, and when you look at those, and it, you know, when it's so we're gonna hit the, the, these four casinos, why? The guy. Uh, and you start looking into it, and then they keep coming back, and, they, and it's, that reaction from Brad that bounces off of George when he realizes for Tess, like, what? No, 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 you didn't do that. And just, the way he calms him down, like, no, but listen, hear me up, hear me up. No, 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 don't. no, no matter what you tell me, I know it's because of that. No, but that's still a big hit. You know, they have that chemistry that works and it's okay, very strong in 11
2: that's
1: true It's the number four to me I just when I thought of these guys I, it really stung to me in a way that I was like yeah these two
2: worked and for some reason four is where they ended for me okay yeah fair um my three two and one just so you know I've gone old school
1: nice I did try to go with Gordon and I couldn't. I'm I've honest. gone
2: old school. I've done Actually, my best.
1: I do really appreciate that. And a slight evidence like It really is because I was trying to go and I couldn't.
2: Three, part of the Carry On franchise which I have brought up recently and I know people are going to be like, that's your only go-to classic stuff. You just wait. You wait for my two-in-one. I'm bringing the rain. But my number, now with Carry On movies, there are so many cast members who you see paired together repeatedly. You've got Obviously, Kenneth Williams. You've got Charles Horntree You've got Kenneth Connor. There is Ch- Jim Dale. There are so many pairings you could have gone with. I went with the two that, for me, they, the male and the female epitomize what carry-on movies are. There are two names
1: that I don't Sydney, know. Sydney James and Barbara Windsor. Those are the two. You yeah. have to. They, they are the name. They are carry-on. Yeah. By the way, do you have the collection? Of course. Okay, good boy. Good boy? D- Hey, you're two years younger than me. You're two years younger than me. I had to get it in.
2: M- rewind there, my friend. <laughs> Sorry, my We man, just man, glossed man, over man, a little <laughs> interesting <laughs> nugget of your psyche towards me, huh? Nah, 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 good boy. Not
1: good boy. But like my I man, see. it was. It was, it was, it was it my was, man. It, it we was, can was, go with. A in
2: a my man way, like
1: good boy. Like yeah. you got it, my man. Like it wasn't it was derogatory. I mean, all oh, right. It wasn't. All no, right,
2: no. Bit, went a bit too Malibu on me there, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is an episode of Death in Paradise. God, <laughs> it really is. Um,
2: yeah. No, Barbara Windsor and Sydney James. What was nice about them is that it was not only like good on-screen chemistry; there was an insane sexual chemistry between them, and that's just because Barbara Windsor, in her young years, was just—yeah, she exhumed sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the sure. modern the modern audience will probably know her as Peggy, Peggy Mitchell and think, "Oh my god, these guys have got boner for Peggy." Go back, literally. <laughs> Go back. What's funny is that I'm, I also think that the way that society deemed Barbara Windsor when she was younger to be a sex icon, Mm. it very much shows how we've shifted as an audience and as, you know, media consumers to how we view sexuality, you know, in its purest carnal form. Because what do we like now? You know, we like sort of classical beauties. We like, you know, girls who look like Alicia Vikander, like Margot Robbie, you know. Quite thin, little bit of curve, but that seems to be the general consensus of what the male demographic likes. Peggy's all sorts of, sorry, Barbara's all sorts of curvy.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: right. she's she, she, really, really. She was a fuller lady. Was she's that. a much fuller lady, but and very much of her time. I, you know, you put her in a, you know, that, that sort of physique in movies. Now, I'm, we're not talking Rebel Wilson here, and,
1: we're, and, and we're not body
2: shaming. Please,
1: please, no, please. No, 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 no. I know. I just, I'm, you, not bo- I'm No, but you know, you just Listen, If people want to get out. body
2: shamed by me recognizing mm-hmm. that society viewed women in this in the physical medium differently now to then, then I don't know what the f- the fuck to say. You're on the wrong podcast. Simple as that. There's no body shaming going on here. I am noting something, that what happened in the 50s, 60s and 70s, and what clearly was deemed to be sexually attractive to an audience then, is not necessarily the same now. That's just a fucking observation. If that offends you, fuck off. Hit that unsubscribe button, goodbye. Um, No, and I mean that. I honestly mean that. There's a certain level of understanding you need to have with us.
1: To, to be hell. fair, to be fair, if you unsubscribe now, you've just dealt with shitlocks, rice and peas, melon, and the rest. Uh, <laughs> you really are. a and, and if a you're process. still
2: here, you are definitely on the right place. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. This is it. It can only get darker. <laughs> mm, can it? <laughs> How far <laughs> can we push the the How boundaries? Can yeah. you go. <laughs> no. Um, but taking Barbara's physicality out of it, because I don't want to just make this about her and her physicality. What was funny is that they Sydney James. He was is, the ultimate pervert. He was the ultimate pervert no matter what movie he played in. The, he never played the same character, but the characters he played were always quite sort of, should we say, horn doggy. Yeah. Right? Horn. He. he what, what was, is it quagmire? He's that one. He was
1: always... he, he
2: was a bit of a quagmire in his roles and he, he had that kind of dirty grandpa that, yeah. <laughs> he had that dirty grandpa laugh about him. Um, but he had, as ugly as Sidney James was, objectively, he had an inherent charm. Yeah. To the degree where that charm almost complemented, you know, the kind of ditzy blonde that Babs always played so perfectly. And it doesn't matter in what capacity you put them, although I think I have to say their standout performance of the two of them is, if I had to pick one, it would probably be Carry On Camping. It was the one um, that came to my head, if I'm honest. It, yeah. That one's raunchy. Like it's so raunchy that one for a '60s movie. That's it's it. really in your face. Yeah, but that, I think back then they were. I think the
1: '60s was the, it was swinging the '60s. You know. I think that you know. I mean, yeah. it was swinging that.
2: Movie. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. I'm, I'm. We're not talking blue is the warmest colour levels here, but for a '60s movie, I'm looking at this going. Jesus! Whoa! 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 There's one sexual innuendo after another. Yeah. You know they're literally talking about going to nudist camps and shit, and then. Going, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, we're here. Hi, welcome. Um But no, I, they they need to mention those two. No, for sure, for sure. Well played. Um Oh, it gets better with my classics, but you go,
1: cool. go, you're number three. So, these what were, were mentioned in our couples one, and I had to bring them up again. Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. It, mm. Th- there was a magic there. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: there, um, Namely Titanic. Yes, there was Revolution Road, but Titanic, you know, it's, yeah, it it
2: it's strong. It's strong. But they were incredible together in Revolution Road. They, oh, don't get me wrong, they are. They are. It, the the like, bond that is scene there. where she gives herself an abortion, it's really like, <laughs> and his his reaction to it is, yeah. it's, it's Leo. It know, is. It's, 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 it's it's spot it. And on. I
1: think what makes it something is Titanic was two young guns in there. Revolutionary Road is just, they've matured and they've just yeah. shown that. the, the, the acting skills, proper yeah. wolves. Right? Yeah, they're, they're not the in their the game. Train, isn't it? Yeah, yeah they, they're, they're just comfortable now. And the, the, the funny thing about it is they built a friendship that has lasted in between, from Titanic. Yeah, yeah. You had a friendship that's really heartwarming between the two of them. And you could just see that's how they they were just so comfortable with each other that by the time Revolutionary Road came, that was it. You're just there.
2: They, yeah. they,
1: they're in their element. It's, it's 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 two hands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. One hand can't clap. Here's the right hand. Here's the left hand. Let's do this. It was,
2: yeah. I agree.
0: <laughs>
1: that, I don't have much to add to yeah, that. Yeah. That's, that, um, that,
2: I mean. Yeah, it's a very good shout putting those two on there. Right, my number two. Go. This is big. Go. This is big, mate. Raindrops are falling on my head. That's your hint. Because I'm talking Paul Newman and Robert Redford, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Your movie, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned.
1: It. Uh, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm watching it tonight because have you still not, have not seen, seen it, it, bro? It's so. But fucking every time, good. every time you bring it up, Butch, it, it's it's literally going to number two because the other one's a Netflix series. <laughs> um, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. It's there.
2: It will be. It will when be you be watch this film, you you're like, it's Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> But it's that if you're expecting, you know, a high octane, spaghetti western Sergio Leone now, film, you you're, you're not, not going to get that. I remember you saying It's, it's a, a that. slow burn, purposefully slow burn. It's an incredible character piece. It grinds on your senses. And the <laughs> omnius enemy is also. Oh, always it's, interesting. it's fucking like. You feel like you've gone on the ride with them. You're like, give these guys a break. Because, I mean. They'd, the first 30 minutes is all character setup. up, you know, they've got these brilliant sort of mo- shows of how quick fucking Sundance is with a gun, but how smart Butch is with his old noggin, um, and how much people fear Sundance, and by proxy fear Butch, because Sundance is like, they're like that, they yeah. are literally inseparable, Um and there's, you know, they show good conflict within the uh, within Butcher's gang, and they show some of the train robberies. Very Red Dead Redemption. The train robberies, the way they stop them and then use dynamite. It's like, oh shit, yeah, boy. <laughs> um, but then, you know, the second time they do the robbery and the chase ensues, and it's not a chase where it's like, you know, guns blaring and guns blazing, and buta bum buta bum da bum bum You know, it's not an in-your-face. You know, if it was in cars, it, this would not be Fast and the Furious. Put it that way. There's no aggressive gear changes, you know. This is a slow, prolonged, purposefully long chase of guys constantly thinking, we got away, and then just as they're relaxing, these motherfuckers, like, they're constantly on the so run. The,
1: it's the classic horror movie, isn't it? The zombies just walking.
2: They may as well be, bro. If you, It's very, very astute, actually, what you've just said. If... If it were a horror movie, it would very, very much be no. It would be like a movie. It follows. Actually, if anything, It Follows probably got some of its ideas from Butch Cassidy. Thinking about it, well played, sir. Um, yeah, It Follows. That have you seen it? No. Nasty fuck horror movie. It's essentially, if you want to go deep into it, it's basically a movie about. There's um, some weird fucking analogy of it being about rape, but um, it's essentially about a creature that it can't run. It just follows you. Constantly walks, walks, walks. You run away, you drive away, you get millions and millions and millions. You can take a plane. We'll just find you eventually, but it never runs after you. Just there's journey, an animal like that. Gently keeps walking. I right can't remember it. the animal. And it's and it, like
1: that. It just it just walks, and it just waits till you tire yourself out, and then the right time.
2: Yeah, it's horrendous, and yeah, just so it's very much like that. If you take that type of horror monster, like an It Follows, this is for those of you who haven't seen Butch Cassidy, and this fucking chase, it lasts, like the chase itself, this is not a five, ten minute chase. This chase takes up the whole second act of the movie. Like it's an act-long chase. This is a good half hour, 45 minute long chase, broken up by them intermittently thinking, yeah, we're good, we got away." No! I'm um, really
1: down for this one. It's so really.
2: fucking good, and the acting, the fucking acting between these two. It's... Mate, it is the best Western ever made by none. Like, I don't know why people talk about John Wayne and Clint Eastwood in a world where these two exist. I suppose because the blueprint
1: of... Fuck them! The blueprint with Spaghetti Western is down to those two, but as a Western, you know, itself, in in within that, Realm, this could be the
2: stand up, but if you're talking yeah. the blueprint, the others do follow those two. But this transcends Western movies. This isn't just a good Western movie. This could be a but you know, the sort of antithesis of a buddy cop movie, because they're both criminals essentially. it Could be a great robbery movie, it's a great character study. It is one of the greatest films ever made. It is so fucking good. It's uh oh, like it's one of those films where you watch, you're like that is the definition of classic. That's classic. We call all these modern movies classic. No, 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 no. That's classic. It has
1: lasted the test of time in terms of a name. It has. Your number two. So as, again, thank you so much for going old school. So I'm, my even no, number I'm going two.
2: even more for my number one. Just getting yeah, so yeah, good.
1: Know. My number two. I'm actually shocked you didn't bring these two up. Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. Oh shit!
2: I wouldn't take anything off. It's no, no, fair maybe enough. Maybe Garfield and Emma Stone, but I've got to... But then to put them at number 10 is harsh, man. You can't put these guys at number 10. Well, exactly. Yeah. And I wouldn't change my top ones. No, by, by all
1: means, I respect that, but I'm sure there were, you might have taken off Ferman and Travolta. De Niro's on my list. He's fine. Okay, so even that. So you're going to say that, and then I'm just going to say to you, Raging Bull. What's a the time in America? I know. Casino, Goodfellas. I could add the Irishman, but... Yeah. But yeah, that would probably put you off. But those four films, now you're thinking, yeah, I hate it. But no, no, no. no. no they, uh, there is a chemistry between those two that has just worked. It has just worked. They, no doubt. They, they understand And I have it. to
2: say, even in The Irishman, the best scenes of The Irishman are when those two are together. I, I wouldn't doubt it. 100%. So here's a fun fact.
1: Excuse me.
2: One that I didn't know.
1: Robert De Niro actually contacted Pesci to get him out of retirement for the Irishman. Yeah, 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 was, I knew. I, that. I actually didn't know that, but it, that's the chemistry they have. That's the understanding in, in the world of film that they have. And I've just listed those, fuck it, four to five films, including the Irishman, because I was about to eliminate it. Check it out. They they, they know how to work off of each other in such a way. And it's, it's really weird because De Niro is the kind of guy that gives you the you don't want to mess with me, but on a cool, calm and collected side, and Pesci Pinesh, uh, and Peshi Pineshi. is the hyped up, jumped up Are not, you crazy?
2: Not in the Irishman.
1: I remember you said he's very toned down in that. Mega toned down and it works.
2: Which I can it imagine works. It works.
1: Oh. But I can imagine that could give it an even more somber side to it actually. Ooh, ooh. Mm, where's this going? But you know, taking those other characters and it, it it it's weird. Because you have the you know, it, well, I suppose it works is that you—it's again the yin and the yang. One is yeah, yeah. Both ways, you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> both ways, you know, you're in trouble when it comes to those. Decisions. No doubt. But they, 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 they just have that understanding between those two that has created cinematic magic for me.
2: Oh, it has.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Again, not much to add and not much to argue on that one, brother. It's that's a very, very good shout. Okay, let's go worst. Well, you're, you're in the lead this week. So yep. Okay. So, I mean, with worst, I mean, it's very easy because I can just defer back to the worst film ever made, which is The Room.
1: Which I've not, I still haven't watched. It, <laughs> watch okay, it. Yeah, Please yeah, watch
2: yeah. it. And it has to be the relationship between Tommy Wisso and Greg Sestero. Those two motherfuckers are terrible. <laughs> but on a film of randomness, I didn't actually believe
1: that. Chemistry would even be a thing that's potentially going to be there. So but when
2: have... you watch the film, then you think about what requires... The Room is essentially an Americana character piece about relationships. That's what they were trying to do. It's incredibly badly conceived and executed. But, you know, much like I was mentioning earlier, that Garfield and Emma Stone elevated a movie that was not yeah. the greatest... Oh, I've just realised what your number one is. Um, Garfield and Emma Stone had... Um, A relationship that elevated, elevated the movie they were in. A movie as bad as The Room, if it had had a believable chemistry between the two leads, it would still be bad. Very bad. But it might not be the worst film ever made. But this is legitimately the worst film ever made. You still don't believe me, do you? I, I'm like, will, I will watch it eventually. It's on YouTube, bro. No, no, like, I, it's not hard to find. It's worse.
1: It's even—I shouldn't say—but it, it's on my hard drive
2: as well. I mean, it does. Just it, watch it, please.
1: I will, I will do.
2: Start to finish. Right. Like, don't stop, no matter how bad it is. Don't stop. I, no, I, sometimes I and can do. And then this. go and watch the disaster artist, which I also have and This is where I promise. Do not I'll watch, watch
1: that project. until no, you've no, no. seen the room. I, again, it comes back to what we were talking about last week: the, the yeah, man on yeah. the moon and the documentary. Which way do you go with it? Okay, my worst. Go. Who, who do you think
2: I brought up? Your worst. I think you're gonna go Star Wars. Who? Uh, Padme and Anakin. No. Um. Ah. Oh, what movies really fucking get under your skin? I think you're gonna go Vin Diesel and someone. No. Do you know what? I nearly <laughs> looked at him and Paul Walker as a chemistry. Then I
1: also looked at Tyrese and Paul Walker because Fast and Furious Two had a real nice chemistry that I liked in that. Yeah. Thing. No, no, it's not Vin I actually wanted to do Vin justice this week, but I just couldn't do it. My worst two. Go on now. Have done. I've got a list of films. Holmes. Will Ferrell and John
2: C. Riley. Yep.
1: And Step Brothers. (laughs) Not watched one of them, but I just see the two pictures of those guys, and I'm like, fuck you both. What's fucked up, right, is that John C. Riley is actually a brilliant, brilliant actor. Thank you. Anytime he's away from Ferrell, you're like, this guy can deliver. But you watch him in the films that he seems to want to do in a comedic role <sighs> with Ferrell, and none of them have ever appealed to me. And I'm actually shocked with myself because, <laughs> as you've heard here and there, every now and again I'll say Megamind, give Ferrell a chance. No. Or what have you. I'm just saying, every now and again I've said it. But I look at those three and I'm like, you guys are just gonna fuck up. And again, I don't want to bring back last week all the time, but you know, there's that magic that Jim Carrey has of a, a man child, if you would, yeah. a, a, a man doing crazy antics. He's With a physical these two, comedian. Yeah, you know, it's a man Terrell's doing not crazy a physical antics. Comedian. These two are men ch- children. It's men acting as children, it, uh, by choice, if you would. They refuse to grow up. They're not wacky. They are men who choose to be children. Stepbrothers being the key point to it. And I, I, it, every poster advert or anything I've seen, I've been like, no way, don't want to know. And something as classical as Sherlock Holmes, those fuckers went together, and it tanked, and I was so happy. No disrespect, but it's true, and that's why I just thought. I boy. don't
2: ever want a film to do badly, and I don't ever want a film no, to be bad. No, but but fuck Ferrell.
1: Yeah, when I say it, I wanted it to tank, not that I wanted. It no, to no, tank, I but did, in, but in the sense of stop uh, giving Will Ferrell movies. I just, didn't, I, I just didn't see it working, and I knew it didn't. When I heard Holmes was getting some really bad feedback, I was like, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. Why are you guys shocked? And that's why I, I just
2: went down that way. People love him. I don't get it. Okay, so you're number one. These two, I can categorically tell you, have never been listed by the silver screen dudes. Is it Rat Pack? Nope. Is it Brat Pack? <laughs> nope. Okay. Stop guessing. They've never been listed on this iteration of the movie Mount Rushmore. They never got listed in our old podcast top 10 show. They've never been listed on our YouTube channel. And they are arguably the defining, not couple, the defining duo of Hollywood. The same way that Charlie Chaplin you would argue, would be the granddaddy actor who brought the, you know, because he could do the whole package, the yeah, stunts, yeah, 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 the yeah. fucking dancing, the comedy, the script writing, the directing. He was that all talent. How have we never mentioned these two? I'm talking about Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy.
1: I'm a dickhead. There you go. I am a dickhead. And I will tell you why I'm a dickhead. And I swear to you, I feel like a dick. Ah, oh, ah. Oh, Did you think of them? me. It is burning me, and I'll tell you why. Because you know me, what is my favourite genre nowadays? Comedy. No. Uh, comics. No, no, no. Comic book movies are your favourite genre. That's beyond no. doubt, sorry. Biopics. Give me some credit. Three things are sure in life. I can quote comic books more, but I'm really into biopics. They open my eyes. You and saw when Stan I... and Ollie? No,
2: I haven't. Oh, it's good. That this is the problem. John C. Riley. Thank you.
1: <laughs> when I was checking to see the films that these two dickheads had done no offence to them, Right? One's a dickhead. Yeah. When I saw Stan and Ollie, I was like, shit, I need to see that. And then there's Laurel and Hardy. Now, maybe, maybe, and I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but maybe my head thought of them more as TV stars than film stars.
2: No. Films that they've done, all of which I've seen include Men of the Desert, Saps at Sea, March of the Wooden Soldiers, A Chump at Oxford. Those are the four that I've seen, and I know they've done many more. Okay? Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy is like if you had two Charlie Chaplins in the room. They brought everything great about that golden age of Hollywood. Granted that a lot of it was silent, but that was what was so wonderful about it. The fact that they had such a presence together without the gift of gab at their disposal means for me that they are more powerful than anything we have spoken of. The name alone does it. and. There are a lot of stuff
1: I wanted to go through, you know. Um, I think Clark Gable. I really wanted to go classic this year, this time. Mm. Monroe. There's a lot of people I've thought of. Um, oh, the actor from North by Northwest. Please help me out.
2: I've gone blank. Gene Kelly. No,
1: it's not Gene
2: Kelly. No, not Gene Kelly. Um, I've gone blank. Ah. Ha
0: I'm
1: gonna have to. I'm gonna have to Google it, and that is a sin. That is a sin.
2: I really didn't want to do that. Um. Anyway, while you're doing that, I'll carry yeah, on with Stan Laurel and o- o- Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy. What was amazing about them and is Carrie Grant. Cary Grant, thank you. They didn't ever play on their on their difference in size that added to it, but it wasn't. You know how Rebel Wilson uses yeah. almost like a self body hating as a as a form, a of, form of comedy. comedy yeah. Which, so she kind of uses it as almost like a therapeutic device, I guess. These two never went down that route. They were never about, you know... Their, their, the their fat f- guy and the skinny guy. Yeah, yeah, they were never about the physical aspect of their frames. But the audience was aware of it, and that added to what they were doing. It was literally about the two of them getting up to antics, getting up to things, you know. It, it may as well have been Tweedledee and Tweedledum without the sounds, mate. Because some of the things that these guys could do, everything from... Hopscotching to piggybacky uh, to piggyback riding to one person turning away. I mean, it was poetry I am, in motion I am what am these hurt two did.
1: Another thing I wanted, I wanted classical and I wanted something of a pair for comedy, and that is literally yeah, right I've done there, it, mate. All That's in one. what I'm here for. All, all in one, and I salute you. I, I honestly do salute you.
2: And I think it is after two and a half, well, not two and a half, but two seasons, it is high time that these guys got their mention yeah. on our show. Yeah. And for those of you who are the younger audiences among you, so zany and continuing up to, like, 20s, I guess, um, go back and watch some of these silent movies. Go and look for Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy and see what old-school cinema was like, because it's... Whether you like it or not, because it, and they, I, I completely understand why people may not like it if they've been primarily exposed to modern-day cinema, but it's interesting to see... Where it all comes from, and but to look at it through that present.
1: There was so much in Laurel and Hardy, I'm sure I think there was even like a Laurel and Hardy cartoon. Of
2: course there was, I would love that. There's yeah. a Laurel, dude, there was a Laurel and Hardy cartoon movie. Laurel and Hardy appeared in Scooby Doo, for fuck's sake. They're, they're everywhere, they are absolutely everywhere. They are the original chemistry duo in Hollywood. It is the actual pair, and they the are the OGs. You know what? You guys cannot
1: see this. And I don't think it's ever happened. I stretch my hand out for a handshake. It's not even a fist bump. This is a gentleman's handshake because you you played it. You played it there, my friend. You played it there. That 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 was the one. Thank you, that sir. That was the one. I I I, I humbly accept defeat. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the one.
2: We are two of the same, AJ. There's yeah, no defeat. No, no, no. Here.
1: But that was the one. That that but one. I win.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but be, I, I don't even have a comeback because I'm like, yeah.
1: That that was that was the one. I'm, I'm Go gonna, with your number one. So you, you you know who it is. I know who it is. Because it was punted. It the minute. <laughs> yes, it, I might as well hit the name first. We're talking Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling.
2: Um the moment this topic was picked, I knew that these guys were your number one. They came
1: in. I think we were talking music. You know what it was? It was either when we were talking directors and their muses or something else. I think La La Land and I brought it up. And so this topic has been brewing for ages because I've always looked at... It was vetoed I, I, I for a long at, while, I guess, yeah. wasn't it, Paul Ryan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that would be a thing. it we went from Fuck Gosling to My Guy Ryan. My like. Guy Ryan. <laughs> my <laughs> Ryan. Exactly. Like It's really interesting. But, um, See, we can change. Yeah. We, can't we just? But it, I, I, I look for certain quirks and stuff where you find people who are paired up in movies together. And I remember watching Crazy Stupid Love. And even That's though that was good. a subcategory, you know, Steve Carell's character is the main story. This just slowly builds more and more into the forefront of the film. Yeah, yeah. And it was something that I just loved about them and the way it worked. And to be fair, and I'm not calling them ugly, neither are ugly by any means. What, Ryan and Emma? Neither Far are. Far from. But you see them, and there's something that just seems a bit of a mismatch in, in them, to me, visually. Really? To me, I'm like, yeah, put it this way, as you said, her and Garfield, that looks like her on-screen partner,
2: in him, and Ra- sense, him and Rachel McAdams. Yeah,
1: that's it. You look at it and you are like, "That's the one you're paired with. That's your on-screen partner." However, your on-screen partner doesn't mix with your chemistry, your 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 film soulmate, if you would. And that's who those two are, as far well. as that's what hit me. Because I remember stumbling across Gangster Squad, and I'm seeing, I remember seeing the film, and I see Ryan Gosling in there, and they go into this nightclub, and he's there, and he's talking to a girl. And lo and behold, it's ever like, oh my God, my, t- my two are back. And then you move down the clock a bit further, then you're one. The fire, the rain, the, the, the be-all the, the be and end-all of classic and ode to cinema for you, La La Land. And again, anyone who wants to say that- Sing it for me, baby! you, you know what? Whether you, whether you believe in that film, whether you hate in that film, you cannot deny the chemistry between them. It's nuts! You cannot deny the chemistry between them. And with that, the minute it came, I was like, that was it. I, when we said chemistry, and it's like they don't have to be in a physical relationship, and we under- define chemistry, bang, straight away. No. I didn't have to even think about it with this list. Those were the first two. I've had other stuff. There was Olivia Newton-John and John
2: Travolta. I had um, who else? <laughs> I had John Reese Davies and Le- and uh, Orlando Bloom, Lord of the Rings. Bro, I I was I even thought of Sam and Frodo. Like I was
1: looking at different things with Lord of the Rings. So many different. Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. 100%. Yeah, There were so many other places I could have gone. As I said, Tyrese and Walker.
2: Walker Robin Wright and,
1: and Carrie Elwes.
2: Yeah. So many different ways. And Sandra Bullock like, and Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I even thought thick. of The Rock and Sean Williams Scott. They it, had it, insanely even,
1: they were, even good chemistry. Rock Hot, which is this ongoing. Yeah. It's not for me entirely, but it, it's, it's something. It's there. There's no denying that it's going ahead. You know, even for the fact that they could be doing twins soon.
2: Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill you know what? They were great together. Efron and De Niro. Efron (laughs) and De Niro. My G. My G.
1: There were so many ways that you could go with this. Hemsworth and um, Loki. Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston. My God, if you are listening, I apologise. I know Tom Hiddleston is your guy. I do apologise. But yeah, there were so many things. But I just... this, This was the winner. There was nothing... Else that could replace it for me.
2: Then you heard my number one. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: <laughs> that, then that shut me the frick up. <laughs> but uh, for me, in my number one, of a, as the auto go to without honoring cinema correctly. But that was it. You know, that that was the the, the peas in the pod.
2: Nice. Okay. Very, very good. Very good episode. Indeed. Like this. <clears throat> Are you ready? Then. For the thousands listening around the world, and the two guys in attendance, ladies let's and gentlemen, let's get ready to, ready to Rushmore! Rushmore!
1: Wow, I am really losing it today. First of all, I go against myself.
2: 1985 was a good year.
1: <laughs> it was. It's actually quite a good movie as well. I, I, I don't know if you've watched it yet, but you said, haven't. Yeah. Uh, good movie. Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, they, I they're, they're etched in don't even ask yeah. don't even hesitate that that is etched <laughs> in beyond belief <laughs> yeah. Lovell and Hardy <laughs> we don't need to talk about <laughs> that we, we, we don't <laughs> alright cool um, I, I do feel like I do want to campaign though for Emma Stone I, I feel <laughs> that I feel that <laughs> I, I do want to I feel that, that love I, I, feel do, that. I do want to campaign for that so we,
2: I understand you may want to challenge me later but for now I'll, I'll say them in the we can spot. definitely table them for now I'm I'm not against cool. Um, just looking at my list I mean Robert Redford and Paul Newman without <laughs> seeing it's difficult
1: but I do agree it, They. I mean the other one that came up even though it's low we both had Ford and Fisher
2: I'd kind of like to throw some fire in your direction here and give you Gina Davis and Sandra but and um, Susan Sarandon see I want to and I'm kind of thinking it's the one time thing but it's like the female power movie. I know. I know. But ooh, but then, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was high. Well, no, it's not the, female power movie. No, the, but what I'm, no, but what I'm saying
1: movie. is that we also have the Portman and Kunis. Uh, why do I keep saying Mila Kunis? It, it is, is,
0: Mila is Mila Kunis,
1: Mila yeah. <laughs> and Savari kept popping into my head for some reason before, and I don't know. Well, oh, that would have been good
2: too. Good stuff. Re- back in the room, back in the room. Good times, good stuff. Oh, good. Oh. Oh, God almighty, yes. Um... Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon, more That's for tip me. It, that it does tip it. Definitely, it, yeah. if we were to go all lady, that would be the one. I
1: mean, yeah, no one's going to outdo Faming Louise when we're talking
2: lady. This is it, mate. Um, I don't think there's really much point looking more. So where we've where, we, well we we kind of got it, and I'm happy because I've got three. Out well, of I'll I'll. I'll I don't want to hit you, because then we're basically just going to be No, it's going to let me read but, it. But I, might
1: just. Um,
2: I thought we had three there. But it depends if you want to give me Butch oh, or
1: not. Oh, oh, oh. Um, oh, in that sense. So I want to give you Butch. Or do we... Do I mean, so it, it's up to you. We, we've got Butch, or we honour the one that we both met on, and that was nothing. But, I mean, it was Ford and Fisher. I, but I'm down with Paul Newman to go... Middle ground cinema in terms of ages and times. We're, so we've
2: got Guy Guy, Ford Guy Girl. Fisher over Newman and Redford. Oof. Motherfucker, that's difficult.
1: I could only leave it in your camp without even being an oh. arse. Without even being an arse, I could only leave it in yours. <sighs> Unless I want to start saying we look at the cafe. Ah,
2: no, 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 I forgot all that. Um... Fuck, that's mean. It's I mean, the, Reva- you can argue oh, this. Sh- fuck. What have you just remembered? Pesci and De Niro. Well, Davies in Surrounding, it was nice knowing <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Pesci and De Niro cannot be denied. As um, much as I want that lady figure
1: in there, there was, you can, we cannot deny those two either. I'll leave it to you for the last one.
2: I, 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 re- I really need Stone
1: up. and... Gosling, Lauren and Hardy, as I said. So cemented. you want
2: Stone? Do you want Stone and Gosling in there over Davies and Sarandon? I have to. Personally, I have to. Okay. I, can't, I can't. So only one lady is on the list then. <laughs> that kind of sways me a bit. It hurts. There's two ways of looking at this. With Ford and Fisher, they really- had four movies together where they could do their ting ling. But it Newman and Redford had just the one. Okay. And it's res- and it still resonates. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is that both Butch Cassidy and both Star Wars are regarded as two of the greatest films ever made.
1: Fuck! Unless we do want to just honour the ladies to show that we've got a different... I, I don't Sh- know.
2: You're going to leave Ford Fisher? So... Whoa. Bro,
1: I don't know. It's a very tough one. Fuck! It, it, it's actually getting harder the more I think. And... Just looking at my list, I was like, shit, the Nero and Pesci. That, that was that was too hard to. to... You see the problem?
2: Or, or, or. You see, or, when we, we look
1: at three. If we look at the potential three that's there, Laurel and Hardy have got this. We can't eliminate. No, 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 they no. no, can't no. That you don't, we not We don't even talk about that. It, it's very much like, oh, do you know what? I think we may actually have another. Oh, fuck.
2: What have you just done? Oh, fuck. What? The way I would admit it could be. What, my one?
1: No, 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 no. No, no. The, 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 the argument between Star Wars and...
2: Butch Cassidy.
1: Yeah. Windsor and James. Huh? Win, Barbara Windsor and Sidney James. Because yeah. when you look at it, the, now what are we showing is people who work together in different roles but still create the same magic. And that is the essence of sc- screen chemistry. It wasn't
2: just a one-time thing, mate. That arguments kind of ended it. That arguments literally ended it. Yeah, actors. These guys have all been together in numerous, numerous different projects together, and created. And each time. it's been magic each. Yeah, fuck that's that literally. Back at you, sir. That's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the only way. It's the it only is. way. At the bottom there. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of on-screen chemistries in no particular order is... Except the first one. (laughs) Laurel and Hardy. Our second entry is...
1: Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling.
2: Our third entry is... Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of on-screen chemistries is Sidney James and Barbara Windsor.
1: Hell of a list! I tell you what, at a minute it was it tough. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was tough at the end. I was like, oh, 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 and then I was just thinking, what else was on your list? And I thought, you know what? As much as I wanted. Thelma and Louise on there. As, as intriguing as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid sounds every time, it is that fact that these people can work together time and time again and create a different kind of magic each time.
2: Yeah, that is the argument, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Stan and Ollie did it. Babs and Sid did it. Emma and Ryan. Emma and Ryan did it. And uh, De Niro and Pesci did yeah. it. De Niro and Pesci arguably the least because the roles are always quite similar which is a mad thing to say <laughs> it's um, a disrespect but, uh, but it's real Like it's yeah. a mad disrespect
1: <sighs> that's that yeah okay guys until the next time as always it's been a pleasure and thank you and please do spread the word please 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 spread the word hit us up Movie Mt Rushmore check us out at the moment it's the last Tuesday of every month on K2K Radio support the Lexi just everything and anything we would encourage you to support and listen to the stuff that we are
2: sharing out there with you. Until the next time, I am the one, AJ, Anthony Jordan. And to build on that, please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Silver Screen Dudes, on Twitter at MovieMTRushmore, and find this podcast on iOS and Android on all podcast platforms. I am Nico Leroux, double V, the viceroy of verisimilitude. See ya.